It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Happy Thursday, happy Thursday morning. I first off want to apologize for not getting an episode put out there last week. Dad, Daddy was sick. Daddy was was very, very sick. I, I'm pretty sure that I either had salmonella or E. coli from eating an undercooked burger. Definitely regret that. I was, I was out of work for a full week. Lost 16 pounds along the way. I've been calling it the the Casey cleanse. So for all you fitness enthusiasts out there, you got a show coming up, maybe a wedding, hit me up and I can I can teach you how to cut a lot of weight in a short amount of time. Uh, other updates for you guys. We're going back to the chip. So Jessica Manfro, that's our that's our Vertex strength athlete. If you kept up with us, she placed fourth in the Masters Division of the CrossFit Games last year. We're going back to Madison again next month. So I don't want to bury Josh's lead because I know we're going to do a more detailed episode on some updates for this. But uh, she's going back. We're planning on getting her at the top of the podium this year. CrossFit HQ gives out medals. But if she wins this thing, we're getting her a world championship belt. It's going to be pretty sweet. So very excited about that. Josh is, is doing all the prep work for that with the programming. And he'll be traveling up to Madison again this year. So that's uh, if you're not familiar with the CrossFit Games, it is the WrestleMania of CrossFit, right? The biggest, it's, it's, it's the, how you crown the fittest people on planet earth. Okay. So reason why I wanted to do this episode is I have sort of unintentionally become the torticollis physio. Uh, we are very, very fortunate to get a lot of TRICARE referrals. So TRICARE referrals are for soldiers, military, and military families. We we live in a military town, uh, Fort Jackson, and we get a ton of referrals. And, and I, I, I love all my patients, but I'm just especially partial to military. It's just, I don't know, it just kind of fits my, my values. I'm, I'm very, very pro-America. We, we share a lot of the same goals and values. I always say I don't have a lot of regrets, but my one regret in life is that I never served in any capacity. So again, very thankful, very fortunate to, to be able to treat these people. But it's with, with TRICARE, one of the drawbacks for the patient is the referral process can be complicated, time-consuming, that sort of thing. And, and oftentimes, you know, things can sort of get limited in terms of where they can go because not everybody is in network with TRICARE. And some of that is just because TRICARE does not allow a certain amount of providers to get in network with them. So you kind of have to, you know, get in whenever you can, get in while the getting's good. But fortunately, we are. And so I have recently gotten an, an influx of babies 
And I'm not a pediatric therapist, but I feel like I do a pretty good job with this diagnosis and I'm still able to use my resources and still find some referrals when needed, which I'll get into that uh, here in, in, in just a minute. But fortunately, my son, Bo, who just turned three over the weekend, actually went through this himself. And so, yeah, I've got a lot of firsthand experience with how to treat this, manage this. And and, and um, I guess what we'll do is we'll just kind of dive into what the, the definition of torticollis is. So, Basically, if you look at the textbook definition, torticollis is going to be defined as a condition where a baby's neck and infant's neck becomes twisted. So the way they present is that they will default to rotating to one side and side bending to the other. A lot of times you'll see that they'll say it's because you have a tightened sternocleidomastoid muscle. Oftentimes that's not actually the, the case. It's not that that muscle's gotten tight or short. It tends to be just because that's the, the baby's preference. Uh, it's just what they may have done in the womb. It's what they come out doing. And there are things that need to be done in order to bring awareness to the other side. So again, just to kind of further simplify this, the, the sternocleidomastoid, those are, you have two of them, one on each side. And they're those kind of big sort of diagonal muscles on the front of your neck. Like if you look in the mirror and you push your hand into your forehead, forehead into the hand, you'll see those kind of pop out. And so just for this example, if, if I, I, I think this is the way I'm going to do this, just kind of refer back to it. Um, the actions of the sternocleidomastoid. So let's, let's talk about just the right side. So when that muscle is contracted and it's shortened, what it's going to do is it's going to turn your head to the left. It's going to side bend you to the right, like bring your ear towards your shoulder. And it's sort of kind of, kind of flex your head forward at the same time. Like you're nodding at somebody saying yes. So if the baby were kind of we'll say stuck or preferred that position, then they're going to be kind of looking upward to the left, almost to the ceiling. That would be defined as right torticollis. And if it's left alone, yes, there's certainly a, a you know, chance that that muscle could eventually get tight if it goes on like that for weeks and weeks, months and months. But also the, the big thing with this is that the infant can get plagiocephaly, which is essentially where the skull gets flat, right? Because they're going to be laying on one side, uh, you know, especially uh, with the, the back to sleep campaign that's been present for the last couple of decades and for good reason to, to reduce incidence of SIDS. But it's still something that has to be considered. And if the plagiocephaly does occur and they do get a flattening on the skull, the way to fix that is that they're going to have to, to get a, a helmet. And you know, my son, Bo, actually did get a helmet. And uh, it was, it was, it was, he, he was cute. He actually was really cute in the helmet. Luckily, we caught this early. So we, we, we kind of brought some awareness to this, honestly, when he was like a month old and, you know, started treating it ourselves, got the referral from the pediatrician to get the helmet. And he only had to wear it for, I think, eight weeks. Uh, the big thing, they're a little bit of a pain in the ass. You just have to keep them clean because they'll stink even with a baby because babies don't like tend to like, you know, have the same kind of sweat glands yet that adults do, but they still can get pretty, pretty rank. So you just got to clean them really good every day with alcohol. But I digress. Um, these sessions, when the, the, the mom, parents bring the baby in, these are oftentimes a one or two visit thing. A lot of this is is instructional. A lot of this is patient education because this is something that just needs to be managed um, at home, honestly, with, with playtime. So what I like to do is just talk to the parents, you know, ask some basic questions. Hey, you know, 
what was the position of the baby when they were born? Was it normal? Were they breech, right? Breech would mean that they came um, not head first, right? Like like feet first, essentially. Um, was there anything discussed with the physician? You know, anything that was discussed in terms of, say, issues with, with tone? Tone meaning the nervous systems, the, the brain and spinal cord's ability to, to control the, the resting tone and tension of the muscles. So it can go either way. Sometimes they can have a lot of tone where it's like you're making a muscle all day long. You can't shut it off. That would be hypertonia. Or it could be just a little bit of tone, right, where they're essentially floppy for whatever reason. So that could be a factor. Um, oftentimes, this is just a purely orthopedic thing. It's just kind of been what the baby's preference is. It's just kind of how they were chilling in the womb for a, a long period of time. Uh, also talk about nursing as well, too. So if the baby's breastfeeding, then, and, and honestly, if they're not breastfeeding, um, there needs to be considerations about what you're going to do, what strategies you're going to take whenever you're feeding your baby. Because if you've never, I've got two kids and my, my wife, uh, God bless her, she was able to nurse both our kids for over a year. When they are infants and they are newborns, especially, that is a full-time job. It is around the clock. It ain't, it ain't three square meals a day. I'm talking, it's like, it's like on the hour, every hour. So it's, it's, it's tough, right? That's why, that's why moms get so exhausted, but it's still the best thing you can do if you have the option. And again, not everybody does, but, um, but I digress. So basically what I do um, when I talk to the parents is, you know, just kind of just, just chat with them about you know, what have you been seeing? You know, what, what position has your baby kind of been defaulting to? And a lot of times before they pull them out of the, the baby care or the, or the stroller, they, they will tell you exactly what's going on. My baby tends to rotate this direction usually, and then side bend this way, right? So it's easy to define what side that torticollis is because a lot of times we get these referrals authorizations. It doesn't say left or right torticollis. It just says torticollis, that kind of thing. And so it's, it's quick education with that. It's like, okay, so the, the simple definition of this is it's going to be, you're going to look this up on Google. It's going to use the term right neck and it's going to be basically what I talked about, you know, about the sternocleidomastoid, how it going to turn you one direction, side bend you one direction, flex you. What we need to do is spend a lot of time figuring out strategies to do the opposite. So again, I use that right torticollis, right? So in order to reverse that, we need to come up with strategies to turn the head to the right, side bend to the left, maybe throw in a little bit of extension whenever we can, which is actually easy to do with tummy time. So the number one thing with this is not necessarily to teach the mom, all right, you've got to do these stretches. They've got to be done all the time like clockwork. A lot of this can be taken care of just with intelligent playtime. So your, your baby's job is, is to eat, sleep, poop, and play, right? And play, the younger they are, the more simple it is. Tummy time. Tummy time is so important, right? And honestly, the, the easier it is, or sorry, the younger they are, um, the easier it is to use this as a strategy to, to reverse that torticollis because they don't have control of their neck muscles yet, right? So they can't lift their head up actively yet. It, it comes with time. That's one of the milestones. So if you have your baby laying on their tummy and it's that right torticollis and they're going to naturally want to turn their head to the left, all you got to do is just gently pick their head up and turn it to the other side, turn it to the right. When you do that, try to make it fun for them. You know, you're, you're going to be on their right side, you know, talking to them, playing with them, making faces, right? You know, a lot of facial use. That's why masks, masks are so terrible for, for develop, development of the kids, right? Because 80% of communication is nonverbal and it's so important that not just babies, but young kids pick up on these oral facial cues. Um, 
put the toys on the right side. Just bring a lot of awareness to it. Because again, it's not that the baby is stuck. It's not that they can't turn their head in most cases. A lot of times it's just, you just have to bring awareness to that side because they're just preferring it. And you know, the young, young babies are basically like those uh, dogs in that movie up. They have this or a goldfish. They have that short attention span. So uh, what I tell the moms is don't feel bad if they're in that position and they're only hanging with you for 10 seconds, 30 seconds. That's okay. Cause it's more about the, the frequency. It's a cumulative effect of, you know, you getting that in multiple times a day, whenever you can, um, that's going to add up over time. Same thing. If they're laying on their back, the, the back to sleep, uh, if, if, you can do it without disturbing them and the baby's going to default to their left side. If you can gently just turn their head to the right, that's just going to give you some extra reps. Um, I understand if moms don't want to do that because they don't get sleep and you wouldn't want to risk disturbing the baby, but that is an option. The more reps you can get, the, the better with that. Uh, other things, car seat. So if they're in the car seat and they're going to tend to you know, rotate side into one direction, there's, there's inserts you can get at the baby stores like Bye Bye Baby. You can make one yourself by just rolling up a towel really tight, maybe you know throwing some tape at the top of the bottom, and you can use that as a, as a block, basically, to, to keep them from just kind of cranking down on that one side. And uh, just, you know, big thing with that is just make sure that you do it in a manner where it's not going to be in their face, right? Because that could certainly be dangerous, but that's another strategy just to get more and more reps on that. Uh, nursing. If they're nursing, you know, it's essentially, you have to talk about what, what breasts they're going to be on. You know, on one side, you're going to do the, the classic cradle on the other side, you're going to do the football hold. Right. And again, the idea is that the, the strategy is again, just to get more and more reps. Um, it tends to be easier, uh, when babies breastfeed because they have a lot of that, that skin on skin contact with their mom. And plus they're eating at the same time tends to be a very, very comforting bonding thing for them. And that just gets a ton more reps. So that, that honestly is the, the meat of the session, but I do also throw in a, a couple stretches too. And, and these are very simple. You don't want to overcomplicate this stuff. Um, what I, what I do is we have this big, nice, you know, red Titan fitness mat and make sure to clean it off really good. I throw some towels down on it because the, the, just the texture, the, the, the material is cold up against the baby's skin. It's kind of like when you have a patient on your treatment table, if they're going to be, you're going to be needling something, they're going to be getting exposed. You always, you know, throw a sheet down. So it's not cold. Just the room temperatures a lot cooler, like 20 degrees cooler than, than a uh, patient skin, probably, probably more like 30 degrees, but I digress. And again, using this example, right torticollis, baby's going to default to uh, turn their head to the left side bending to the right the fix is you just do the opposite so i basically give them two stretches to do doubles in the details with this um, so what we'll do is we'll start out with just gently rotating the baby to the right and the strategy that i like to use for this is i like to basically gently roll their whole body over to the side, over to the right, then just stabilize the head. So I'm just basically putting a hand kind of on the temple. Big thing is just use a lot of surface area here, right? You don't want to be poking with fingers and stuff like that because that's uncomfortable for anyone, especially a baby. And then just keep their head in that position and just gently roll the baby's body back to the center. And so now their head's in right rotation already kind of have toys in place talk to the baby make it fun for them don't feel bad if they can't 
stand this at first. They don't like it. They can only last five seconds. The, the duration of this is not important. This is not like a stretching your hamstring thing where you're going to hold it for 30 seconds or a minute because we know stretching actually doesn't change the length of a muscle unless you hold it for 30 minutes without a break. So definitely not applicable. But again, it's just getting a lot of awareness to that side. Very simple strategy to do that. And then the other thing too is so you've worked on that rotation. You want to spend a little bit of time working on counteracting the side bend, right? So if they are, again, default, I'm going to, I know it's not like a broken record, right torticollis, maybe stuck in left rotation, right side bend, then you are going to gently push them over into left side bend like you're bringing the ear to the shoulder. Um, so as you do that, you're just going to put one hand on the, on the shoulder just to stabilize just to keep it from shrugging along the way and kind of coming along with the neck. The duration, the holds don't matter. Just try to make it fun for the baby. Do what they can tolerate. You know, get it. You know, you're going to be playing with your baby several times throughout the day, putting them on the floor, doing things like that. So just use that as an opportunity to get some reps in here or there. So, um, the, the, the other thing with this is, you know, this is certainly a case where I got to, you know, identify my weaknesses here. There are instances where babies do have torticollis because of neurological issues, developmental issues, sometimes, you know, injuries during the birthing process. And so that's become more of a neurological thing. I, I, you know, I tell the moms before they even get here, it's like, you know, you have a brief conversation just because you know, this is a thing where their time is going to be valuable with me to get started on this process as soon as possible because you're, you're either going to prevent having to get a helmet or you're at least going to minimize the flattening of the skull and just kind of speed the process along addressing the orthopedic stuff. I do a, I do a brief, I do a brief neuro screen, you know, do some, you know, more reflexes, things like that. Um, but a lot of times it's just a gut feeling, right? You know, the mom knows their baby better than anybody else does, especially if they have multiple kids It's their second one or, or more, they're going to know if the baby's tone intention is, is too much or, or not enough. And so, you know, that's going to be a matter of kind of starting a parallel process where they're already making some phone calls to, you know, get set up with potentially a, a pediatrician pediatrician specialist and a dedicated pediatric physical therapy practice. Um, so I have had instances where, you know, we've done a one-time visit just to kind of get the process started, you know, to go over the big main concepts like we talked about, but then they're certainly going to need to be seen by an expert to get a more thorough evaluation uh, from somebody that's going to be able to, to really kind of hone in on those uh, neurodevelopmental issues. So uh, again, th this is this thing I, I, up until this year, I, I have never, treated babies. I, I never thought I would. I always thought that, you know, peds therapists treat peds, but you know, again, it's just a lot of times it's be because of the system, because of the, you know, insurance tricare system, um, that sort of forced the issue, but I'm very thankful for it. And, and it's a lot of fun for me. So if you happen to see a script come across for torticollis for an infant, because this is also something that happens in adults. And, you know, it's, it's essentially you're treating almost a mechanical neck pain issue for an adult. Um, but it can be pretty simple for a, a baby. And hopefully this episode can give you just some, some good information on some, you know, big main concepts and you can always uh, reach out to me. But I would say if your gut feeling is to call that patient on the script and refer them out to a pediatric practice, I would give it a shot yourself because you might find that it's easier than you think. And it's actually pretty fun too, if you like working with kids, working with babies. Um, so before we sign off, make sure you, you hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends and family, tell your friends and family about the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this, if you feel like you got something valuable out of it and please take advantage of all those links in the show notes, our, our, our sponsors, 
Um, they've been really good to us, and y'all been helping us uh, pay some bills, so that's been great. Otherwise, this is a Better Faster podcast. I'm out. Give me the range and let me run, cause I ain't never had too much fun. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.